if you're playing along at home, you'll know that our wrap-up show went for over three hours, so we ended up having to split it up into two parts. This part is the final part, part two of the Ferrell's wrap-up show, where we'll cover our thoughts about the show, where some of the cast and crew are, the best and worst episodes, and a final fitting tribute. So we'll move on to the mega credit segment. Where are they now? Woo! This Woo! is this is mega credits because we've never <laughs> talked about these uh, the cast and crew as much as well. We've never really had an avenue to talk about them as much as this because it's always been yeah. little titbits here and there. So few <laughs> titbits. <laughs> so I guess we'll start with our favourite, the only person to appear on the show, Mel Heap. Yes. And uh, just an update, he's still an awesome dude. So, yep, very cool dude. Um, before I get into everybody, what I just want to state is um, a lot of the information out there that we've been able to find is obviously through things like IMDb and whatnot. And IMDb is obviously not 100% accurate and also doesn't fully represent the amount of effort and experience that people put into their careers, you know, in television and and film or whatnot. So I don't want this to be, you know, us saying this is all that they've done um, because Mm. a a lot of the work that these guys have done is clearly uncredited and I just, yeah, I just want to make that clear before we say this is all they've done. So so with Mal, so obviously Mal continued to work in the industry and we had him on the show and he uh, gave us a bit of a rundown of, you know, what he's up to these days, but he's done obviously um, during since the Ferals and around the same time did some work in Bananas and Pajamas. He also recently played Leonard in a preschool, uh, uh, sorry, preschool show, Jay's Jungle, um, that uh, Emma DeVries is that how you say it? Mixie also worked on. Yeah, and Mel also obviously told us about the commercial puppetry work that he he does, for instance, with Dolmios. And the fact that he runs his own photography business, which is www.heapsofphotos.com. So exactly. So if you live in Sydney and you need a photographer, get Mel. Why not? You can have a chat about ferals, which would be pretty funny. Um, and you know, I've looked through his photos; they look pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like I said at the time, if I knew this. Before I got the wedding photographer, I swear I would have had Mel as a wedding photographer. It would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. So yeah, then, but Matt's a good photographer. So then we move on to Emma DeVries. Is it yep, DeVries? Emma DeVries? DeVries, who DeVries. plays Mixie, yeah, yeah. and we've talked about um, obviously the fact that she continued to play Mixie on the ABC segments. Um, so yeah, she also worked on that Jay's Jungle show, which I believe was only a couple of years ago, and it went there was quite a lot of episodes. Um, she yep. actually worked on Bananas in Pajamas for a long time. And she also did uh, voice work for a show called The Upside Down Show. So yes. there's not a lot of information about Emma in regards to IMDb credits and whatnot. But I imagine, like Mel and a lot of the people that stayed a bit more in the production and behind the scenes, you know, they aren't on camera with their face. A lot of the work that they've done over the years is, is obviously not credited. Hmm. And I think with Emma, she seemed to have sort of almost been the most successful from a puppeteering perspective and still doing what she's doing. Um, and on the Upside Down show, just to tie it all in, 
the guy who plays Radis, David Collins, is on that show as yeah. one of the Umbilical Brothers, and it was also executive produced by Wendy Gray. There you go. Who's also with Feral, so there was a little team up there, which I thought was pretty cool. So, about David Collins, now... Yep. I, today, just to make sure that we're not spreading wrong information... <laughs> Smoking crack, yeah. <laughs> I just, again, I tried to search for confirmation that David Collins <laughs> is the Umbilical Brothers' David Collins. And he is, it definitely he is. He is, but... It's so hard to find that in 100% like a, a point of proof other than IMDb. It's so hard, man. <laughs> anyway. No, no, no. I think he says it. I think he says it one time. Okay. So basically, David Collins, um, you know, as long as that's all correct, obviously has a long career as part of the Umbilical Brothers duo, um, and we've termed them Sonic Slapstick in the past, um, to the mm. point where obviously they're world famous and they've been on Letterman, and I also like that they're actually always... They've, they've dated back into the late 80s, I think it was, because they were on the Fast Forward sketch show, 91. Mm. Now, yeah. Mike, did you ever see Fast Forward, or was that way before no, your I time? No, I did. And Saturday Night Live, <laughs> or whatever that Saturday show was. <laughs> so, I saw that as well. <laughs> Sorry, was the microphone like on the ground or something? It felt, it felt like you had to pick it up. Yeah, you muted no, it. Lee and Mike are asleep. Well, Mike, do you remember a, a sketch show called Full Frontal? Yes. It was, that was kind of a carry-on from Fast Forward. It was the same style. Okay. Um, but Fast Forward was very famous in in those early 90s. Um, so David Collins, he also did some puppetry work on Babe. Um, and I believe one of the other people did. I can't remember. I've got it on my notes, but... He's done heaps of stuff, but what I like, he's also done some short films, directed and acted in some short films, and one of them is called Silencer, and it actually sounds really cool. It's about a guy in a prison, mm. and he's got a rival mm. and everything, so that sounds really cool. Now, he also did a short film in 2014 where the actual character that he played um, was called The Feral, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, because I... Just on this David Collins, like, I'm the same as you. Every now and then, I'm st- I'm just uncertain. Because the thing about it for me is, if he doesn't look like the guy who plays Radis, like, when you actually see the behind-the-scenes mm. show. And that's the thing that, like, does me in. And I'm like, oh, is this just, like, an error on IMDb's, uh, IMDb's part? It's, it's, it's tough. Error, it's tough. It when, when you're basing everything off the internet, it's tough to, to know. No, 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 but it's not. It's not, man, because we spoke to Mel about it, remember? I can't remember mentioning David. I cannot. We did. We did. We did. <laughs> I'm sure we said it. Yeah, that's I'm going to back us you up. You know, I haven't listened to that episode again yet, so anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure we mentioned it. So, Darren, which who was played by Terry Ryan, uh, from what I can gather... Darren was his only acting credit, which I thought was... He did a fantastic job considering that was the only acting credit to his name. But... Yeah, he... he yeah, go on. Yeah, I was saying, but, man, has he had a career when it comes to costumes and wardrobes. It's yeah. it's crazy. What I found really interesting is he was a wardrobe coordinator on Gallipoli, the movie. Okay. Which oh, I mentioned okay. in the previous So, episode. yeah, so that... I wonder if he may have, although obviously it was a famous scene, he may have been the one to maybe go, hey, that montage from Calipoli, mm. you should you should play <laughs> on that. Um, and he's pretty much been working in that side of the industry since 1977. So, wow. 
Yeah, he's... Look, he's worked on some massive films. Now, some of these bigger than others, but he's worked on things like Sirens, which was the Al McPherson film. Muriel's Wedding. Oh, yeah, I'd like to work on that show. <laughs> on that movie. Muriel's Wedding, Dating the Enemy, Chopper, The Hard Word, Farscape as well. Ones. Wow. Oh, yeah, Farscape. I love King, Farscape. He worked on King Kong, Knowing, uh, Tomorrow When the War Began. So he's worked in some massive productions. So, um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic to see that... Um, someone so talented that they can work behind the scenes so well as well as performance wise so mm. so that takes us to the human cast members so we've talked about yep. Kylie before and, and her the fact that she has a sister that was in high five or not but this is about Kylie so she was on she was on home home and away actually before the ferals and, and we should just clarify this is not Fake Kylie or real Kylie. This is, <laughs> this is Kylie the human plays actor Robbie. that plays Robbie. Yes. Yeah. Um, and after the Ferals, she actually went on to a TV series that um, featured the actor Reese Muldoon uh, called Us and Them. And yep. according to IMDb, not a lot of additional acting credits, but then the, this is where um, information gets a little bit more vague. And I didn't want to write too much. This is just from me looking at surface level stuff. So we've we know that Kylie, Kylie's now based in uh, in the US, yeah, in LA, and working with animals. I don't know if she's working at a zoo or whatnot. And yeah, she's I think around two thousand and eight. I think Mel said it's a zoo. Didn't yeah, I think it was a zoo. Um, yeah, yeah, like because we've reached out to her, and she, yeah, I don't think she has time to do an interview, but. She confirmed that she's working at but the zoo. Oh, great. Whether she can play guitar or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that will be an unresolved question. We know if we ever find the answer to, we'll come back and do a recording. We know Superfan Lee's a bit disappointed we couldn't get the answer to that. <laughs> uh, Superfan Lee's um, asleep. But we'll, she did... leave you hanging. It, it seems like she did do some radio work around 2008 time frame, so... But that's, that's based on Wikipedia, and uh, we know how accurate that can be at times. <laughs> yeah. So, getting on to Brian Rooney, who plays Lenny, obviously. Lenny. Who we saw now, in a what recent find... television ad, did we not? Yes. Yes, we did. Tammy, you... you in Australia. You still my oh, content, sorry. Mike. What are you doing? Let's, let's <laughs> um, I don't think Lenny remembers. What I, what I noticed, we've mentioned that Lenny was in The Punisher back in 1989 yep, or yes. whatever. What's interesting, yep. there's actually a, an IMDb credit for The Punisher gag reel from 2013. <laughs> what? I'm like, wow, that's that's weird that that movie had a a gag reel that's credited <laughs> in 2013. So now I, I really want to watch it. Because, like, in 2013, it's like uh, like a DVD extra or something. And now that it's been introduced, they have to, like, date mm, it? Possibly. Possibly. And also now mm. that comic book movies are just crazy, people yeah, have probably so gone good. back and discovered a lot of that stuff, so... That's um, true. That's true. He was he was on the show GP, um, I think for around six years. It credits him for 133 oh, episodes. Wow. So I don't know if that's true or not, but it seemed like he was a major character. He was also sh- on a show called Spellbinder from 95 to 97, which I vaguely yes, with, remember. And with that, because I I don't know, Spellbinder popped up in my YouTube. It must be because I've seen so many of these feral shows, and I noticed Brian. And it made me laugh. I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" So, Brian's done a lot of um, a lot of smaller parts in a lot of productions as well. Obviously, we've mentioned The Great Gatsby, yeah. and he's done commercial work, like Mike said. So, it seems like he's he's had a steady, ongoing career. 
Um, I'd, you know, as I said, I'd love to uh, to know if he's if he's you know got anything else lined up because I thought he was a really good actor and uh, yeah, it was a <laughs> shame to see that character no longer live, you know, in feral TV and whatnot. So <laughs> true. So a little bit about the two Kylies, um, because what we've I probably forgot to mention was we've crossed off Keith obviously with Mel Heap as well. Yeah, um, that's true. So there's two Kylies. So you had Kelly Warwork, the original Kylie. Um, we haven't really talked about her. We talked about fake Kylie a little bit. <laughs> What's that noise? Mike? What was that? That was me. Is that a yawn? That or? Family yawning. <laughs> great. Captivating. Um, so basically, Kylie, a lot of production roles, a lot of co- concept artwork for things like Happy Feet and a lot of stuff. Oh, cool. Feral seems to be her only acting credit. But what I realised yeah. with these IMDb acting credits is that Feral TV, the show, isn't mm. listed on IMDb. No. Which makes really. me think that to be in order to be a show on, I, on IMDb, it needs to fulfil certain criteria, maybe runtime. Oh, you reckon? Well, why would it be omitted? It's just not very big, man. Like, you can't even get it on YouTube. It's so... Feral TV seems definitely remembered just around the same note as normal Feral's. When you're talking about internet... When you're talking internet presence and people talking, I think... I mean, there's no... Surely... You can't even get the episodes, though. Like, people care about it so little that you, they haven't even uploaded the, the episodes for free. It just seems and weird. And also, to debunk your theory, to debunk your theory, Banana Man is there, the uh. show that we've mentioned. And that's from 83 to 86, and that's five minutes. Maybe maybe episode, it's because so. they require a certain amount of information to be confirmed about a production, and they can't confirm. Well, yeah, how would you even confirm anything? Because there's no credits to watch, and I don't know. It just seems weird that Ferals would be credited, but not Feral TV, so... Um, I agree, it's weird, but I just think it's because you can't even get the episodes anymore. Like, no one seems... Well, no one seems to have uploaded them anywhere. Okay, she also worked on a movie called The Magic Pudding. I think we've mentioned this before. <laughs> yeah, we have, yeah. But what I wanted to actually read was a synopsis for The Magic Pudding, because I'm like, what is it? What the hell is this Magic Pudding? <laughs> so, like the... Um, oh, what was it? That, that synopsis I read out about... Um, the young Einstein dude, what, um, whatever his name was, where it was oh, yeah, like that guy's name. Yeah. Anyway, this is the same thing. Like reading this, would you ever think this would get made if it wasn't probably already a story? Basically, <laughs> it says an old man, a young anthropomorphic koala, a south <laughs> a South Pole penguin, and Albert, a magic sentient walking and talking bowl of pudding with an attitude, are searching <laughs> for koala's missing parents. However, sinister forces want the pudding. <laughs> An exact movie that I'd want to see, but with porridge, not pudding, unfortunately. Oh, that was a sequel, <laughs> The Magic Porridge. I just have to wait. <laughs> okay, so Danielle Baker, who was fake Kylie, we've mentioned that she was on some things like Water Rats and whatnot. But what's and weird... I think, and I think by the end, I, I think she won me over. Yeah, I... Think I it was a bit harsh by the end. I think, yeah, yeah she, she did. But... What's interesting, the same year of the Ferals, it might have, the production might have been afterwards. In 95, she was in a movie called Lap Dancer. Whoa. And she played someone called Lorraine. Now Mike's, 
So Mike's woken up. <laughs> yeah, but he's forgotten to take the mute off. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I was a bit like, "Whoa!" In the same the same year that you're playing this <laughs> puppet kangaroo, you're in a movie called Lap Dancer. But it doesn't say if she was, you know, like playing a stripper or anything. So, so oh. yeah. yeah, it's rated R. This film. Damn. Maybe maybe we need to. Mike will be interested in that bonus episode. Indeed, I would. By the way, we have lost <laughs> a numero uno fan. He's left my residence. Oh. Well, first he fell asleep, then That's I had awesome. to slap him awake, and then he goes, shit. <laughs> goes. We're getting we're getting like live feedback now. <laughs> I think we should all invest some money into buying this lap dancer movie and doing a review of it, whether we record it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you can you can right. be in charge of trying to track that one down. Yeah, true. Actually, Mike, you can buy it. You're in I'll your buying find it phase. In my private collection. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so we also wanted to talk about the producers of the show, the creators. Uh, so one of them, Wendy Gray, she worked on that Upside Down show. Um, but it's been fairly mixed since The Ferals. And, and it's really the same with Claire Henderson, where Claire, she's worked on a lot more shows, though. Um, and also, she worked on season four of Round the Twist, Ooh. which is a nice tie-in. But season it's in four. for both of them. Yeah, season four, which we won't get a review. <laughs> well, um, we'll see, but yeah, not not right away. <laughs> not likely. But, um... But they both seem to have stopped around 2006. That post then, I really couldn't find much information about either of them. So I'm not sure if they retired or if sort of you know couldn't get any other jobs in the industry or what happened there. So oh, look, I imagine sort of our you creators. You got to think a lot of the people at this. Um, a lot of the people at this point, when the Ferals was made, have been in the industry for a long time. So mm. you know. Um, I have no assumptions about age and any of the cast members or the crew, but, you know, we're talking about a show that's 20 years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. And some of those people could have been in the industry for 20 years before that, so... Yeah, exactly. Like, if you think about it, and you just make the assumption that people are going to retire in, by 65, then that means if you're not younger than 45 you basically would be retired by now. So it definitely seems a likely thing for people who created the show. Mm. So, And, I mean, is there any other crew that you wanted to talk, talk about? No, I'll I'll just mention quickly um, an interesting note about the writers after we talk about the person yeah, we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. And, yeah, the final person that we wanted to mention. The best to last. So, Mike, you were, you were going to cover this one, weren't you? Mike's dead as well. Can you guys hear the crickets in the background? <laughs> what are you doing, Dick? What are you doing? Anyway, anyway. Mike, no, you've, I can't. You've, uh... I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I actually don't know how to say his last name, but Mig, is it Ayisa? Ayisa? Yeah. I think it's Ayisa. So, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I only found out today. Where he was from and I his thought background. we talked about that. So, I mean... One of the... F- yeah. Really? <laughs> I've forgotten it then. Philippine, well, I th- it? we thought that he was a Filipino mix, yeah. or at least... Uh, we thought he was a mix, but I'm not certain. 
<laughs> thought he was a mix. You've <laughs> been hanging around with uh, too many pet stores. That's that's. <laughs> thought he was a mix. That sounds. That doesn't sound as bad yeah, as you Filipino. think it sounds. And he really knows a lot about the Philippines. Like so, basically now he does a lot of this talk show and award shows and all these Filipino shows. Awesome. And he and I was watching this uh, Philip Filipino. It's basically their equivalent of the Tonight Show in the Philippines. And it's very, very, very weird. But he knew all this Filipino stuff that our friend uh, Francis would know. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, he's probably had the most dynamic career afterwards. So, he had a film role in Queen of the Damned, which was filmed in Victoria, where we all grew up, which is a weird sort of coincidence. And he had a starring role in the reality show Rockstar in Excess, and where he came third. Um... So he could have been in an excess, oh, which would have been mind blowing. Yeah, and I don't know if you've ever heard him sing, but he's an amazing singer. He actually is a really, really good singer, and he just looks like <laughs> he doesn't look like he's aged that much. It's crazy if you actually see photos of him or like videos of him now. So, were there anything else that you wanted to mention, Swinney, about Mig? Um, well, I don't know what was mentioned because my internet dropped. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just talking about Queen of the Damned and Rockstar in Excess. Well, the fact that Miggs obviously had a very successful career um, in stage musicals and whatnot. So he's... I I can't remember what... I think he did... Um, oh, what's that show? Rock... The Rock of Ages, I think he was in, and stuff like that, in a, okay. the Australian performances. That This is just for me randomly seeing it on the internet. So, uh, hmm. yeah, no, he's had a very very um, big career and obviously released a whole lot of albums as well so I haven't mm. listened to any of them personally yet but um, I'll probably <laughs> check him out one day so yeah no I think you know he genuinely like the Ferals he probably doesn't even think about it or like can't even remember it I don't know it'd be interesting to hear his thoughts about it right now it's probably just such a long time ago and he's had so many other things in in, in the that time period that he's done. Maybe, but we always... Re- um, I'm sure we so, all remember really early things we do in a career. That's true. The thing that's is, true. for the Ferals, um, just think about how good it would be for him to audition for stuff with some of the, perf- the great performances he put mm. on those shows. Especially <laughs> if you're talking... Especially if you're talking any... Um, stage productions that are a bit more slapstick and re- require someone to chew this you know chew the scenery and and really play an over the top character i think that it's true yeah it, he just had to show them like <laughs> well he really scenes, stood out in the so. show didn't he yeah because yeah. i didn't really know all the other you know that he became kind of famous in his own right after the show until we started doing the show and then I connected the dots and I was like, oh, wow, it's that guy. Like, that's crazy. It was almost unbelievable. Um, so let's move on to sort of wrapping up, like, the best episodes, the worst episodes, the most contentious, well, just our favourite bits. Very quick note about The Rise, very quick. <laughs> yeah. Because this hasn't gone long enough, so yeah, go on. <laughs> it's a wrap-up show. Um, <laughs> basically, what I found interesting, when I sorted the episodes based on the total mm-hmm. ratings that we have collectively given the shows yep. the, the top 10 episodes other than Tina Matthews who is a joint has a joint credit on two of the episodes all the episodes uh, all the writers in those top 10 episodes are different 
Yeah, I noticed that as well. And the other thing that I wanted to say is I looked at the top five because they were pretty much bunched up, the top five episodes, and then the bottom four were bunched up at the bottom and there was a bit of a gap between the rest. Um, the, the only consistency really is that David Marsh wrote one of the episodes that we hated the most, the $200 bet couch potatoes episode, and he also wrote one of the ones that we liked the most, which was the creepy Robbie's uncle well, that's, episode. that's like Andrew Kelly. Now, he wrote Fossil Fools, the very last episode. Yeah, our favourite episode, yeah. And he also wrote Ratty Ratty Bang Bang, Mike's least huh. favourite episode. Well, there you go. But my, the one that Muggy Boy, you gave a nine, so <laughs> that yeah. was consistent for so you. So, I think, let's let's dive into the top episodes. So, so I've sorted this out as well. Hopefully, it's consistent with your ratings. Yeah. Um, I grabbed them from your, I guess, from your spreadsheet, you know, so... Okay, okay. So, our our favourite episode? Or do you want to go back? I guess we'll go from five to number one. So, the the fifth favourite episode was uh, Season 02, Episode 07, which was the episode, I think it was called School's Out. Yep. Where all the gang needed to take a, a, a test, which, yeah, that was a very funny episode. Um, the, the, the fourth favourite episode was Season... Uh, two, episode 12. Uh, f- I should have wrote the titles of these episodes, but it was the one where Joe got married. Four, I think it was Four, four Ferals, ferals and, a few, and a Wedding or something. Yep. Yeah. So this episode was interesting because Tina Matthews, she was the puppet doctor, right? Yes. Yeah. So she wrote, co-wrote this episode with the creator of the show, Wendy Gray. And also this episode was the last episode to be uploaded on the internet. So this episode, everyone wanted to watch because they were actually saying it was a good episode. And in hindsight... So I think we can agree that it did. In hindsight, I kind of... um, I would probably rate this episode a little bit higher than what I did, even though I gave it like an 8, I think. Mm. Um, From No, I actually gave it a 9, so I couldn't rate it much better, but I probably (laughs) would bump it up to a 10 and maybe drop um, Joe's Army maybe a point. So I think that this is a stronger episode than Joe's Army. So which episode was Joe's Army? Was that season? Was that episode thirteen or nine? Fourteen in season one. Four, no, that what? was that was the second oh, last episode we watched. Oh, okay, okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So uh, the third best episode, as rated by us, like on average, uh, was season one, episode thirteen. True. The one where we had. Do you want? Oh. Do you want me to say the, the titles when you finish? Yeah, probably because I, I didn't write them down. I don't <laughs> true, know why. True. I wrote rom- summaries. True romance. <laughs> So that's the one where Robbie's creepy uncle is in it, right? Yes. Yes, I didn't yeah. remember that, but... <laughs> see, collectively, we're, we're a powerful team. Um, so this... Okay, so... I, and I do think... I know that the ratings reflected it, which is good, but I do think the second and best... Second best episode and the best episode are the ones that sort of stuck in my mind the most. Yeah. So the second best episode was season one, episode 09... The Rambo that Cat episode. One. Medigliana. Where, yeah. That was a crazy episode. So, Raddus has a, a supposed brain issue, and then he has these nightmares, and it, that was hilarious. That literally, probably that was the one where I laughed the hardest, and the most. Um, but there were a few bits where it was a bit soft. But still, I probably look back and go, I should have rated that a 10. I think I was the only one who rated it a 9, and you guys <laughs> rated it a 10. So, but it's a I good, think it would be very much fair. It's a good thing it a you did so that we've got a clear um, top-rated episode. That's true. So, our 
top rated episode for everyone who has been playing along at home is the final episode of the ferals which is you know nice coincidence um fossil fuel fossil fools fossil fuels <laughs> i always want to say fossil fuels fossil fools uh where joe makes jurassic park the, the i would say that this episode is the most solid from you know there aren't any weak scenes in the whole thing like the whole thing is really funny well, and really solid um yeah, definitely. I definitely. think it deserves to be the top. Medigliana, while it's amazing, might have had a couple of sections that you could probably say, oh, it wasn't amazing, even though I gave it a yeah. 10. Like, you can probably find a fault in it. I think at the time, yeah. it was such a fresh, uh, breath of fresh air, basically. It was like, wow. <laughs> breath of breath air. <laughs> breath of breath air. Um, <laughs> it was like, yeah, that's true. wow, this, this, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, that's true. It was also, yeah, in the context of the episodes we'd been watching, the eight episodes that we watched up to that point, it was so much better than all those other eight episodes. Um, So, going to the bottom four, just because they're a bit bunched at the bottom, um, I'll I'll fly through these ones apart from our worst episode. We'll talk to that a little bit more. So, season one, episode seven, the fourth worst rated, was the one where Moddy was singing. You remember that one? Oh, God, that's horrible. Yep. I literally, you couldn't pay me to watch that episode. It would have to be, like, a bit of money to watch that freaking episode again. I hated it. I actually think I hated that one the most. <laughs> um, <laughs> the third worst, as rated by us, season one, episode three, which is pretty remarkable that this is rated the third worst, and we continued with the podcast, even after watching this episode. Because, you know, at this stage, this was one of three episodes that we watched, and it was rated so poorly. So this is the Catch Potatoes episode, where the $200 bet was made and they yep. had portable TVs and it was just And that'll uh, that'll come up a little later as well. Okay. Uh, then our second worst episode ever and I don't really remember that much about it uh, Season 2, Episode 5 The Rent-A-Pet episode. That was the one where uh, Radis was a pimp and I think oh, yeah, from right. looking at it I rated it as a 5. I didn't mind that episode. Ah, okay, okay. You gave it a one, and, monkey uh, boy. Sheesh, yeah, I hated that hated episode that as episode. well. Um, and our universally hated episode. In in it's you know it's like Star Wars. It, it rhymes. Uh, <laughs> it's like poetry, right? Season one, episode fifteen. So the finale of this first oh. season, the Christmas episode, is rated as our worst episode. Season- that's where Moddy plays Cinders. Season the Cinderella greetings. Story. Season greetings. Oh, that was that was the only redeeming feature of that episode (laughs) was the after credits with Moddy under the trying to kiss Joe. That was the only redeeming part. But it was weird. That was weird though. Um, I think Mike. Mike, you rated that a six, but I wonder what it would have been if you were rating things normally at that time. That's true. That's true. And I think like. You know, I'll, I'll put these episodes up. So if people want to watch the Ferals, just watch the top five episodes and then sort of go from there. Definitely avoid the bottom episodes because they are bad. Um, what I wanted to touch on is the most divisive episode. So the episode where we had the greatest amount of difference in in ratings. So you can see this from like standard deviation of the ratings, and it's episode eleven from season two entitled in Seinfeld terms the one where Radis shits in the toilet <laughs> <laughs> so this that is the one where episode, Mike no pun intended. absolutely hated this episode 
So you actually rated it... What did you rate it? Like a three or something? You rated it a three. Yeah, and I rated it a nine, and Swinney rated it a six for memory. It was all over the place. That was probably the only one that we really went all over the place. Um, Yeah, I think the only other episode, uh, the Joe's Army one, Mikey Boy, you gave that a five and I gave it a ten, so... For us, that was really, oh, yeah, but I nothing compared well, to yeah. the other one with the deviation. Yeah. So comparing season one and two, uh, season one on average got five point nine, and season two got a six point six, and overall the show got about six point two. Um, so I think that's pretty solid for like a kids show, and I think we'll both, we'll like at least Swinney and I, we're trying to you know be a bit dispersive with our ratings and trying to make sure it covers the whole spectrum from one one to ten. Average around um, a six. Mike. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> what may have affected that? <laughs> well, saying that though, so the average on uh, per per sort of you know mm. reviewer basis. So Mike Mike had the uh, highest average, yes. six point eight. But 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 he had the lowest standard deviation. So he, he rated it six point eight, and it was plus or minus one point oh. seven most of the time. <laughs> so that what sounds did you guys right. have? I was. I was the harshest raider. I had mm-hmm. 5.8 on average with a 2.2, like plus or minus for most of the, the ratings. And Swinney was 6.1. So, so we're pretty so close. 5.8 and So 6.1. I consistently thought the show was quite good. And it was a consistent quite good. Well, like a couple of episodes. <laughs> well, I think really you went on a stretch crap. of rating it like seven or six for like a million episodes. I, in also, a row. I also noticed I threw I threw out four tens, where Monkey Boy you threw in one, and Mike you threw yeah. out three. So I was I was probably a bit too liberal with the tens. Well, what I would say is I definitely was a bit too harsh on the tens at times, and I think it was because I was kind of waiting for like a really an amazing episode, and definitely Jurassic Park was an amazing. <laughs> you episode. caught it at episode thirty. I know. I was just. Yeah, I'm willing to wait. Um, You're a patient man. But, and it paid you know, off. <laughs> in, in hindsight, Medigliana, which was season one, episode nine, that that should have been a ten. Because honestly, that's probably the one that stands out the most. Still, the whole uh, Radis being Mary Poppins and coming in and Rambo. Yeah, and that was just crazy. That, that, episode. that probably that overall, awesome. I'm thinking maybe should have been the overall winner. Oh, I'm pretty happy yeah, Jurassic okay. Park's ep- that episode was the best. And, I mean, that goes into our favourite scene. So that's definitely my favourite scene. Is that sort of, like, your favourite scene, Swinney? Uh, I would say it has to be. Um, I do really like the Joe segment where, after the happy birthday episode, where he goes nuts on that tirade and then starts <laughs> screaming. I, that, that is, is really memorable for me, but the <laughs> the Mary Poppins segment is just yeah, I can't beat that. That was so unexpected and brilliant that to me that's the best scene of the entire series. What I would say on that point that you made, I, I agree. I reckon if there was one thing that could go viral on a Reddit or an Imager or something like that, it would it was that scene where Joe goes crazy and starts smashing everything and yelling and. Like, if you had sound to that, it'd be friggin' hilarious. That'd be awesome. And how about you, Mike? Was the Rambo Cat bit, Mary Poppins bit, Absolutely, the favourite yeah. scene? Or Cool. So, okay, let's let's move on to the awards. So... Alright, we'll try to... You we'll, want me to do the... You can play the intro, but uh, we'll, we'll okay, try to speed I'll through it a bit. Intro. Otherwise, we might have to cut this podcast in half and make two parts of it. <laughs> 
I think we almost <laughs> have to. At least three hours, by the way. That's why. <laughs> no, so I'll, I'll do the intro. Yeah. I'll do the intro. Okay. Hold on to your stomach. Here we go. worse than I thought. It's uh, <laughs> a pretty good summary of the podcast so far. It's worse than I thought. <laughs> it's like Lenny is just a bit disheartened and tired. <laughs> okay. All right. So you take it off, sweetie. All right. So the first category, we had the best season two cameo. Now, mm. I've got some a list. I've, I've got lists for these if you guys need reminders. Um, Probably, yeah. My favorite season two cameo is Clay, the fitness instructor. Oh, yeah, to me, he was, he was awesome. just awesome, but... <laughs> he was so awesome. I don't know, do you guys want to mention yours, or do you want me to give you a bit of a pick list? Well, what's a pick list? Okay, yeah. so we had the dentist, Brad Ivory, from the first episode. Mm-hmm. We had the health inspector. Uh, yep. As I said, Clay, the fitness instructor. We had the yep. school inspector slash teacher, so the one that was doing the exam, Cornelia yep. Francis. We had Chad Muffin, Gomez, or Chuck Muffin, according to Monkey Boy. We had Gomez the Butler, Nikki from Totally Cool, Scott Scottman. Oh, Fa- I, I've got my favourite cameo. Faye Kermond, who was Joe's fiance, and Chunky Boy from Crush, Kill, Destroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm getting confused. No, 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 no. Not that one. So, my favourite was the little kid. You know, the little kid that... I'm sure it was in season two. I hope it was in season two. Um, I think that was where- in season one. Oh damn! Really? <laughs> yes. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now I'll go with the, the little kid guy. showed up in the, the wedding guy. episode, so technically, oh, yeah, but he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. No. No, you're right. You're right. That's where I got it from because I think it was the same kid. But yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was like so episode case, fourteen of episode season one or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In that case, definitely the gym instructor. He was the best. <laughs> he was really funny. Or or maybe Joe Joe's missus that he yeah. goes to marry. Just because, you know, how she has the same moves as him in one scene. That was funny. That that made me laugh. Big time. Now thinking about it, maybe it was season two. Maybe you're right. God, I can't the find kid. it. Yeah, I can't find I it. it was season two. I can't think what episode it is. Maybe it is. All right. If it is, God, we really know our episodes. It just, <laughs> it doesn't really align with any of the titles. And I can't remember. All right. Let's say the kid was, was in season two and that's your favorite. Uh, well, if he is in it, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> I'm looking at the episode titles. I'm like, Rich and Infamous? No. I'm like, Yeah, is it this one? Uncle Frank and the Kid? Yeah. And the Kid, yeah, Feral Robots and yeah, Catastrophe. Which episode was that? And then the Kid says, Loserville? Loserville? Which episode? Yeah, that was season two. It was season two, episode five. Oh, Rent-A-Pet. Oh, Rent-A-Pet. God. Rent-A-Pet. Right. Rent-A-Pet. It was one of the ones we hated, <laughs> but I love this bit. All right. Alright, I'm wrong. I'm so I'm going to go back with that. I'm going to go back with that. Okay, Mike, your favourite cameo? Yeah, because he was listed as kid. He was listed as kid in, in IMDb or whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, go on. Joe's wife. Mike? I think. Fake her mond. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, category two, best season two one-liner. Now, I had to oh. go through my notes for this. I don't think there was a, were as many memorable one-liners as season one, but... I've got a whole, I've got a massive list here, but I might pick out some for you guys. So some of the ones that I've noted were Lenny saying the mouth is where all the action happens. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Keith, 
Keith saying, ah, you can't threaten me, I'm a protected species. Joe, (laughs) Joe saying, Robbie, you'll do anything for 500 bucks. Yeah, that was my favorite. In the same episode, he says, Mr. Puniverse line. Um, My favorite, which is Clay saying, I never go anywhere without my video cam. (laughs) (laughs) And then follows it up later with, anybody know why this iron is flashing? Um, (laughs) You got the Joe in the Animus segment, uh, which is like, where have you been all my life? Count my money. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And a whole lot of other awesome ones, like um, maybe where Keith says... Crikey, idiot head! Think that might have been a clue when Darren was trying to read. So <laughs> there were a lot of good Keith moments in the season, but the bit with Robbie that you pointed out, where you do anything for five hundred bucks, totally inappropriate. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, no, that was my favorite. That was definitely my favorite. Yeah, but you, Mark? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I have a, to be honest, a particular favorite that I can pick out over the other ones. So. I don't know. I can't pick any of them. Like, <laughs> okay. th- those were all really good. I just can't... All right, I'll randomly, I'll randomly choose one, one for, for you. Okay, you get K. You get K on the list, which is Lenny saying, I've calculated how far the bits will fly. Let's go with that. They will hit the roof. <laughs> That's, I'll go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, category three, season two, Joe moment. So, I don't actually think... He Joe had as many good moments in season two. When did he fall into the ditch? No, there were a few episodes he was barely in it. He fell into the ditch in the last segment of the last episode. But if you're talking about when he walked into like the trap, trap. that was season one. Yeah, that was season one. So we had some of the things I picked out were his O face, Robbie's guitar. Um, the part where he's talking about her and Brad Ivory, and he's like, "Ah, you got a bad girl." Um, <laughs> yeah, that was the funny. part where he does a rock splits after winning the lottery. Um, yeah, that was cool. The part I mentioned with the animus when he's talking about the women, and when he's patching up the wall like a surgeon, and uh, I think it's Moddy's having to pat his forehead with uh... <laughs> he's like ripping stuff off the wall. No, that's that's me sitting on a leather chair for three hours and sweating and getting getting glued to it. That's what that is. <laughs> Trying to move. So, so what, are you naked? You don't have any pants on? It's not midnight. No, don't yet. answer that question. It's not midnight yet. Um, <laughs> don't answer it. So I like when he does. I don't have splits. any pants on. I thought no. that was my favorite joke. My bit that I liked was is pretty recent as well. Is where he's doing the crush, kill, destroy. No, yeah. To to <laughs> the chunky guy. So he's like crush, kill, destroy. <laughs> Actually, that was the the Jurassic Park episode. When I think about it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was actually one of my favourite bits. Because just... I don't know. He just got so into it. I love Joe. He's awesome. Alright, cool. And now, I did have a Category 4, which was Best Season 2 Lenny mm. device, but when what I looked they through... They'd really? They no. weren't. I mean, we had... He's talking robot, which... <laughs> which by itself wasn't funny, but what happened in the podcast I found, fun- found funny. Probably, I thought the dag and the sniff were probably the two best things that he came up with so the digital and anti-gravity device and the what was it solar neutronic something field force field yeah 
I think we were also reading into the whole digital thing by the end. <laughs> so it's like anything that was created. Oh, that's the digital bluff off. Well, that's why I said season two Lenny device. I kind of, you know, I, I yeah. clarify. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a good point. Like, yeah. I, I think for me it was the VR machine, whatever it was called. I can't remember. But that VR machine that he built, I think that was season two. Um, okay. So what I'll, I'll actually jump ahead to this category just for yep. you, Mike. The sexiest category... Uh, sorry, category. The sexiest, the sexiest category. category. It's the also the sexiest point. category. Are we going to talk about that too? Because I'm going to give the same answer. <laughs> I like how you just call it. <laughs> <You> hate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, right. Well, the one I skipped... Oh, we'll extend it longer, Mike. Um, the character Robbie. you most hate to be marooned on an island with. Oh, hate. Oh. You... <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> well, you've opened it up, Mike. You've got to give an answer now. I know. Come on. Fake Kylie. Yeah, mm. that damn it. That was going to be my answer as well. See, I was fake Kylie. Just I said, annoying. I said Moddy because imagine being stuck on an island with someone with that voice screaming at you to collect things and yeah, but do stuff. You can throw no, but that's into the water and she'll just drown and shut up. But you can't really throw a kangaroo because it'll just bounce back and punch you in the face. <laughs> Actually, work you know there. what's you know what's really weird though? Because what is there's a, like a show or something where oh, I, I can't believe I've forgotten. It's yeah. Red Dwarf. Where they've purposely brought back Rimmer. So, Red Dwarf, Lister is, like, in a cryogenic chamber, and then it skips a bunch of time, and the rest of the crew is dead, and he's the only survivor. And the ship can only run one hologram at a time, and it's the person he hates the most, Rimmer, right? Yeah. And there's a moment where it's this whole thing of, then he needs to have Rimmer, because he needs someone he doesn't get along with to survive. Because you need, sort of... You know, something to fight against oh, in your yeah, life. That's a, and if he yeah, had the character he'd like the most... So, applying that logic, Moddy might be my choice, because... Although this is who you'd hate, but... If you had Moddy, you'd always be up and about, because you'd hate her. And, and it'd be annoying, and you'd like, shut up, and, you know... That makes yeah, sense. exactly. Whereas if it was, like, Robbie, you'd be, you know... I don't know, trying okay, to bang some... Leading, leading the to the next category, <laughs> Mike, the sexiest character... Uh, ooh, that's a tricky one. Um, <laughs> I'll go first. No then. wait, I'm gonna have to go with Joe. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say Joe. <laughs> well, you did rate him why like nine point five, didn't mm-hmm. you? That's true. So why Joe? Because he's the sexiest. Why else? He's not from Turkey. <laughs> I do not complicate my life with such things anymore. Uh, no, obviously Robbie, by far. You know he can speak English, Mike. Who? <laughs> uh, no, look, monkey I'm going to have to go so with yeah, Robbie. I, I agree. She yeah, I go Robbie. She's spunky. Fine. She's a bit annoying, but like, and she gets worse in season two. But she's pretty spunky. Yeah. Go well, this this girl, is joke right? category because other than a couple of the cameos, like Faye Commond, who else is it? Mm. Aunt Mavis. Well, there's nothing, well, you can go for the other team. Yeah. Not, we're not stopping you doing that. <laughs> well, okay. In that case, we're, we're I, I choose either Clay or the talking robot. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> the talking robot. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All awesome. right. 
So some of the uh, the the categories as as we've last uh, last season um, that you guys don't know about. First of all, most redeemed character. This is something I just Ooh. added in because I thought that there have been a couple of characters that have redeemed themselves. Uh, Kylie. Fake Kylie. Yeah, yeah, fake Kylie, definitely. For me, the character that redeemed themselves the most in terms of how interesting that was actually Lenny. Lenny, to me, in season one, was relatively one-dimensional a lot of the time. And in season two, mm. he had lots of layers, like crazy, maniacal layers to his mm. character. And That's kind true. of redeemed himself to be this really, really interesting character. So, And Faye Kylie yeah. obviously redeemed herself as well. So, I'd still think that Faye Kylie went through a Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader <laughs> type thing. Where we're, we're like... You know, this character, we hate her. And then by the end, we actually, I think, preferred mm, fake Kylie. Over <laughs> original Kylie. We're over the OG, so... Okay. I'll definitely put her... The, the second hidden category, this is a short list. Best Mike Random yep. Fact. Good. I am not Ooh. allowed to partake in that. I, for me... So... I don't think it's in season two, though, but I still feel like the Brooklyn Bridge thing that he was talking about. No, okay, so the things that I've gotten from, yep. from what I've listened back to already... His his Roman numerals, like <laughs> attempted fact. Um, <laughs> his stats about the Beastmaster car, which was impressive. Yeah, that was that was. Very and funny. are you sure it's called Beastmaster the car? Yeah, the car is called Beastmaster <laughs> okay. in the show, and he said okay, it was okay. like a Toyota Corolla or something, wasn't it? No, it was like. a Ford Capri. Yeah, he picked it out perfectly. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, Ford Capri. Yeah, he right. knew it exactly. Okay, it was pretty good. And the third one was the Gallipoli music. Homage. So, mm. I'm, I'm actually going Still with that because I was shocked that um, that he knew that link. So, yeah, I think the Alouette and the Brooklyn Bridge thing, but I think they were both in season one from memory. So, but I guess this is a wrap up show. So, I'm going Alouette. <laughs> Alouette was season one, Mike. You can't get away with that again. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. I know, I know. Uh, best cool. credit segment. So, I'll quickly skim through some of these. So, we had the 90s music quiz, we yeah. had the Rumble for Robbie. We had the weirdest weddings, um, the podcast mix-up, which was both the audio and the Google Translate. We had the Doom Door facts, the Fantastic Fun quiz, and the Leaf 2015 campaign updates. Oh, I'm gonna have to go with the Rumble just because how not the amount of effort you put in to set it up, simulate it, get the characters <laughs> to look correct. <laughs> That was just... It blew me away. It was fantastic. And as part of this, I'd also like to say a special thanks to all the effort you put in in various different episodes with all the little extras. From the singing you've done to that to some of the quizzes, you've put in a lot of effort for this stuff. And you as well, obviously, Monkey Boy, for editing all the things. (laughs) But I just want to specifically (laughs) shout out... Uh, that I wish you know there was that you could maybe compile a list of all the things that's when he's done and just have it as a single separate bonus thing, all his songs and See, his little quizzes and stuff because it, it was a really good effort. Can I just say if I applied that amount of um, time and effort to something Creativity. that actually mm. mattered, yep. I might actually do something yeah. with my life. <laughs> hey, this matters. You're doing something right now. You're three hours and 20 minutes into like, 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 a podcast my life. of a show that no one even knows. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> and I'll, I'll make mention of, uh, of, of Luke when we get up to a category coming up, yeah. actually. 
Easily. <laughs> um, for me, I think uh, the music quiz, because even though I'm a huge music fan, and I like, you know, old school music, new, all this other kind of stuff, Mike held me up in that quiz. I got lucky. That was embarrassing. I got to a point where I can edit this stuff. I might just edit this out because <laughs> it was bad. I I but love I the music quiz as well. That's my favorite. It was yeah. destroyed me. It man. was so funny. Now, now most inappropriate moment of season two on the show. I split this up because we got a bit confused last time. So I'll read out some of the inappropriate moments I've noted from the TV show, not the podcast. So, Radis mugs an un- the unconscious body of Keith. Moddy on the phone with the fake Japanese accent. <laughs> Radis shitting on the table. Uh, Robbie with the bloody butcher's apron. Radis licking, uh, licking the baguette in a phallic manner. Gomez, the indentured Latino servant. And Lenny flicking Robbie's dress strap off. I like the dress strap because it was unplanned but it was very subtle so I don't think a lot of people really like kids wouldn't have spotted that I reckon but it was inappropriate inappropriate, but it's it's cool because it was inappropriate in a real life scenario of him having done it on set Mm. whereas the other ones were pre-planned so I think for me um, because it's sort of like if I pull if I pulled something out of the show and put it on Reddit and what would the sort of PC police pull up, it would be the Modi accent, like Japanese accent. <laughs> that was that was screwed up. And I, I was actually waiting a long time for something like that to happen in the show. And to be honest, to be fair to the show, it really doesn't have many of those kind of gags. So I actually, good thing, so. I actually think when Radis mugs the unconscious body of Keith and just kicks him to make sure he's, he's unconscious still... <laughs> um, to me, that's just like what that—that's telling kids is just—it's hilarious. So. <laughs> okay, so most inappropriate moment of season two on the podcast. So mm. I haven't got everything here, but I've hope I've grabbed some of them. Um, so first of all, increased amount of curse words. Well, I know who that is, Mister <laughs> Monkey Boy. Yeah. Um, I apologize. I think I even <laughs> so I'm meant to be you know editing this thing. I think I'd let a few slip as well through to the final <laughs> final copies that have gone out. Okay. So, some other options. Mike asking if we're circumcised. <laughs> per- <laughs> per- just randomly. Personalised condom cases. Thank you again, Mike. Um, aerobics old style. The Mexican space program. Mike's porn strategy, which is finishing on something less obscene. And Beastmaster. Oh, boy. Beastmaster. Oh, Beastmaster yeah. by mile. Like, undeniably. <laughs> Dude, seriously. That, especially the part how Dude, that was your default The thing default about Beastmaster search. is that it's illegal. That's illegal. <laughs> and that was your default search. It's not even, like, inappropriate. It's actually how? illegal. Dude, that's illegal. You can't look at that material, man. Beast- I don't think it's illegal to look at it. It's illegal to distribute it. Nah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's illegal, man. <laughs> For Swinney's sake, oh, how can that not, not be the most inappropriate thing? <laughs> it is, man. I'm, I'm being 100% serious. So I think that surely is the most inappropriate given it's against the law in the country that we reside. Right? I, so, yeah, too, no, agree I that was the most inappropriate moment. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I, I blame will, you. If, if, my, if Monkey Boy doesn't edit out, there's been a few inappropriate moments in this tonight's uh, recording, so. Oh, I'll definitely edit this. Oh, this, this one's oh, going to be a whole bloody oh. day editing. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. 
Best off-topic conversation. So I'll quickly go through some of these. So Mike Slanquist. Oh, can I can I can I just say? Can I say what I think mine is, and then you can say the list. E- go. What's yours? Yep, I think it's where we talked about guns. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> that was the best one. Okay. I agree. I second that one. <laughs> okay, so we had Mike Slang Quiz when we quizzed him about slang words. We had the Rocky Four Robot, which was like two Adrian. minutes out of the podcast, <laughs> dedicated to the Rocky oh, yeah, that's Four because <laughs> Monkey Boy hated the episode so much. Um, we had an entire dog. Um, the Sun Fun Resort reviews, which were which were hilarious. Be- yeah, that was funny. Be- that was really Beget, funny. the most phallic of all bread. Uh, <laughs> we had 10 out of 10, the uh, story about the the gymnast picture with the 10 out of 10 drawing. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Swinney's doppelganger showing up and then repeatedly jumping in and out of the podcast. <laughs> and we had Gay Mike Tyson Does the Ferris. <laughs> So, I'll just say my favourite was actually the Rocky Four Robot, simply because it was just... Not only does that hold a personal place in my heart, but it just... It made for one of the weirdest podcast episodes we've done yet, so... Yeah, I like the 10 out of 10 story, because it brought me back to it, which was... God, that was so funny. Um, and the Fun Sun Resort reviews, that was pretty funny. It was funny to find a place called exactly that. And it was sort of like matched the sort of description of what it should be, like in the feral universe. <laughs> so it sounded like we made it all up, but it was real. <laughs> so, Mike, any favourite off-topic conversations out of those lists or others? Mm, no. <laughs> As someone who always goes off-topic, it's hard for me to pick a favourite. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Okay, next, enough. and only a couple more left. We had, and then we can finish up. Woohoo! I like how you Thank said this God. is a short Three hours. This is a bloody long list. I've been sitting on this chair for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think we'll have to slice this one in too. Um, so, best acquaintance of the podcast. So, we have number one, Superfan mm-hmm. Lee. Mm. Although, I should take him off. Yeah, he left he prematurely. Fell our recording. <laughs> I don't blame him. It's always premature. It's always premature. Um, we have... We have Dave, who watches the episodes for us on YouTube, so we don't break the law. True. Yes. That's true. We have Dave Dobbin, but not the ki- <laughs> not the Kiwi one, but the, uh, you know. Um, we have Future Luke. <laughs> yep. And hey, we have you, Luke. Mel Heap. <laughs> and we have Mel Heap. So, I am going to go ahead and say that Future Luke is the best acquaintance of the podcast because yes. it's his time and effort that goes into editing not only the curse words but the actual hmm. podcasts. So I, I would say that I would agree as Luke talking to, <laughs> to Future Luke or as Monkey Boy. I, I, even when I say it, I feel like that's someone else gonna do it, that's going to do it. <laughs> And then it's only on a Sunday night or a Sunday afternoon. I'm like, oh man, I gotta go do this right now, <laughs> or else we're not gonna get the episode up. Uh, so yeah, it does feel like someone else's job, but it's definitely yeah mine. And I'm actually become the big culprit of, of <laughs> dropping some uh, some fine language every so, now and then. So stupidly, Mike, so. Mike, the best acquaintance of the podcast. Yeah, oh, future Luke for sure. Let me Good ask you: does, does future Luke give curse past Luke? Okay. Uh, yes, at the time. 
Because <laughs> I also listen, when I edit it, I usually listen at about one and a half speed. Um, so, and when I swear, I often say it just really quickly. At least when you swear, it, you really mm, emphasize penis. it, so it's mm. easy to pick it up. But, w- but with mine, it's, I penis, sometimes penis, just penis. drop it in mm. underneath my breath. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm marking this down right now. Um, future Luke. Okay. Poor bastard. All right. Two, la- two more categories, and we can finally wrap oh up. <laughs> Jesus. Go on. Favorite moment of the podcast. So I've got a list here, and I'm going to rattle, I'm going to rattle them off very quickly. Mike, Mike, Mike. Give an answer to this one because okay, it's very okay, important. Yeah. Stay with us. So, favorite moment of the podcast we have banana soup. We have black music slash rap music. Mm. <laughs> we have Cubasic Gorillas. Mm. Sun Fun Resort, like I mentioned. Mm. Benchmark Creative. I could mouth that. <laughs> Shit, you want to grab a coffee? Love Poetry of the Palm slash Caucasian. Mike's credit segment about Crystal, where he just told everyone to go do the job for him. Um... Ask Crack Honey Badgers, Mike's story at midnight, how <laughs> he, he has to wait to midnight to go out in the nude. Um, Monkey Boy's recovery when he went, me, I try not to uh, yeah. reveal the, uh, his, his secret identity of Mike and marketing one-on-one. <laughs> so... Uh, for me, so for me, it's the basic gorilla thing that made me laugh so much. And I don't know if you guys got around to it, but mm-hmm. I sent you a link to another podcast where they mentioned like gorillas, Yay. the game gorillas, and Cubasic. I'm not the yes, only crazy I did listen one. To that. that was awesome. <laughs> so I chuckled a lot when they were talking about that. I was like, "Yeah, wow, that's crazy." I, I, yeah, I, I think all of those. Yeah. To be honest, all of those like moments Same. are really funny. I love, I love Cubasic Gorillas, but I also have um, a fond memory of black music, rap music, because it was just one mm. of those moments where just I'll probably never forget that. So yeah, I feel like if there was one thing I could make a shirt. I would write on the show it's black music. Was <laughs> 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 that context? Like, what the freaking hell is <laughs> exactly? So Mike, I could definitely, I could carry that. So Mike, it doesn't have to be in this list. Your favorite moment of the podcast? Um, about fifteen minutes from now. Ooh, shots were fired. Oh. <laughs> Come on, so wrap up. I don't know. There. There are seriously so many good bits. There's nothing I can pin, pinpoint, pinpoint, in and of itself. <laughs> he's come out. He's going out of the show just as he's mm. come in. <laughs> bit scattered. <laughs> Highlights every now and then. Okay. All right. The following instructions. The it's final category. The final category. Final category. The VIP. The Ferals podcast. Now we asked we asked Superfan Lee what? about this. this. Can we say we can we change it to this to be the MVP, MVP. of the podcast? Okay, MVP. the MVP. Okay, that's that's way better. You because <sighs> you're the real MVPs. Okay, <laughs> but I'm first? not. You guys aren't going. You guys aren't going to vote on oh, this. Okay, I actually put a secret fan vote. Ah, all right. To, uh, to take I was going to vote between you two for reasons that I stated before. <laughs> So, these were the uh, results. Totally, yep. totally official results. So, 22% Monkey Boy. 
29% Mike yeah. and 61% Nice. <laughs> yes! Told you. What was the one? <laughs> Where were these from? That was a fan vote. The poll that I ran. With who? Totally, totally. Out of curiosity. The fans. The, the important fans, you know. Okay, let's so see. 22%. Uh, Lee and <laughs> Kane. How did you get those percentages out of two people? Well, 22% Monkey Boy, 29% Mike, and 61% Swinney. It all adds up. Hang on a minute. There's something for sure about those numbers. <laughs> I like to, to test it. <laughs> that ends up. It adds up as the test. I'm not okay, sure what it adds up to. Give but... or take. <laughs> give or take, like eleven percent. <laughs> All right. No. Uh, no, no. Seriously. That's, that's it. Big thank and, you to uh, both of you. <laughs> what a strange. What no. a strange ending. Sorry, if I may interject one last time. Big thank you for both of yep. you guys for yep. for organizing most of this. I've. I have I can't say I felt like a third cog because I've enjoyed participating in it, but the real hard work was clearly definitely done by you two, Monkey Boy for putting everything together. Um, I know it's a pain in the butt trying to go back and remember where all the swearing goes and trying to put it all together so it actually comes out as a now <laughs> where it goes. This is hypothetical, by the way, because I haven't listened to a single one of your episodes, but. I've heard your I've, the ones you put together. I've, <laughs> You're really disconnecting I've, yourself. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I meant the ones you've. Okay, wait, wait. I'm going to revise my answer. Done. This is my favorite moment the of the show. Um, I've heard from various sources, reliable sources, <laughs> that it, it's been a really good job. Mm. And by the way, I'm kidding. I've listened to a few of the episodes. And you, Swinney, for all the awesome extra bits that you've added. Every single time you come up with something, I seriously, I was like just shocked how good it is. So thank you. Because well, <laughs> he has low expectations. Of no, me. I've got really high. I know, I know he used to be in a band. I know he used to be in a band. Yet to this day when he sings, I'm like, wow, that is so cool. He's got such a cool voice. Can I, can I please ask nobody to judge my singing ability based on these recordings? What? I thought they were really good. Again, oh, low expectations, awesome. I guess, but still. Awesome. Recorded through a podcast microphone in one take. So was that it? I finished, thanks again, guys, for for the experience. Okay, so I want to add my thanks. Thanks, firstly, to you two for, for you know, getting the show up and running. I think it actually... If we think about... Okay, all the way back early this year, it was crazy, man. Um... And to think that we've gone through, done every single episode, did a bonus episode, done now this wrap-up episode, it's awesome. Like, I'm so glad that we did it. I think we'll probably listen to this maybe once or twice, and then in 10 years' time, we'll listen to some of it, and it'll be hilarious, like, listening back. Um, so, from a personal perspective, thanks to Jess for putting up with hours of me recording, including tonight, where it's three and a half hours of recording <laughs> and all the editing. <laughs> thanks, um, Jess. To the YouTubers who gave us access to these episodes yep. so to Mr. Simple Simon 1987 to The Ferals TV to Movies by Hannah and to Modi01 we think <laughs> we know who that is um, thank you Speaking thank you of, so much we wouldn't be Mal, able to do the show without you guys on. yeah thanks Mel you know totally coincidentally thanks Mel for coming <laughs> on the show that was awesome uh, thanks to all the Redditors who pumped the show up and got our listener numbers up Thanks to Kane Shakespeare and Lee, our super fans. Um, and yeah, just to say it again, I can't say it more than enough. Thanks to you two for being on the show. It's been awesome. Thank you, Monkey Boy and Mike. Thanks, guys. Now, cool. 
I think that's a fitting time to play yep. play a song to Ooh, to exciting. I guess to to fight to fade out our final Ferals podcast episode. Now yes. I've I've done and, and, I've done some songs. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I've done some songs about the Ferals TV show before, but this one's a little different, so. And before we go, <laughs> maybe we should say goodbye first. About six months. <laughs> what was that like? No, you're gonna have to edit all of that out. Jesus, that was such an awesome ending. God. <laughs> we should all say goodbye first. We started speaking. And then you faded with the song. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mike, <laughs> you're drunk. Go home. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I think this is very well, you know, structured given our normal episodes. Next week we've got our best of season two, but this is our final piece of original content. About six months ago, Monkey Boy had an idea for a very peculiar show. Maybe it was that nostalgia twitch Those childhood feels that causing itch Or maybe just didn't have a job for a while <laughs> When he pitched this strange idea Mike and Swinney weren't so sincere They wouldn't commit to more than The first season, if that we remember feeling low By episode three Couch potatoes But our doubts faded out As we became True fans of the show So bye-bye Pharaoh's podcast goodbye Drove the listeners insane With our antics at times And Monkey Boy Dragged in Swinney and Mike Right into a world that exemplifies Gratuitous violence and lies As if my crook Book of love, then the very first line would be etched in stone. Oh shit, you wanna grab a coffee? Still, it was one effective line. Got him a girl at least half the time. Well, maybe just the ones who spoke English. <laughs> but Mike was a deeply tortured soul, cute basic gorillas tormenting so the podcast exercised it's not you basically alive again it's a lonely flea written in a crack wearing his awesome fake out of ass pants but he knew it was his second chance the day he started the show but now I say bye bye Pharaoh's podcast Drove the listeners insane with our antics at times And good old Michael cursed to the day that he dies Saying screw that future Luke and his plans Screw that future Luke and his plans I met a man in 
office works I asked him if he needed help But he just pointed at his headphones and shrugged Then he went to the grocery store To buy some tongues and seed clusters And other various pink dollar products That man's name was Dave Dobbins but not the famous Kiwi one <laughs> Objects of obsession Swinny slice of heaven The one listener we never bribed Super friendly, that awesome guy He finally unsubscribed The day the podcast Die. So bye-bye, Pharaoh's podcast, goodbye Drop the listeners in the same with our antics at times As these three men leave through the doomed door, it'll cry, screaming <laughs> <laughs> That's Bad. awesome, dude. <laughs> well done, man. <laughs> that was awesome, man. <laughs>